Welcome to Tribe Talk, where we focus on the topics that will help you improve your mental, physical, and spiritual well-being. I'm Dr. Elena Villanueva, and helping people improve their mental health is my passion. I'm Ann Hutira, and nutrition is my passion. Together, we invite you to be a part of our tribe and learn how addressing the root causes of your symptoms can bring you improved health and wellness. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the next hour of Tribe Talk. Hey, everyone. We're super excited to see you today. Welcome to Tribe Talk with Dr. V and Ann, with myself and Ann. We're super excited to have you. Um, and we're just gonna give a couple minutes for everybody to roll in. Yeah, we've got a great topic today. So we're gonna be talking about some of the science behind red light therapy and some of the different ways that you can use red light therapy for health and wellness. And we have a special guest today. Uh, her name is Sarah Turner, and we are super excited to have her with us today. Now, Sarah is originally from the UK. She has degrees in psychology with biology, nutritional medicine, and a master's in clinical neuroscience. Now, Sarah has a uh, has scientific research background starting in the pharmaceutical industry, and then she later went into the field of novel therapeutic devices and photobiomodulation, which is what we're talking about today. And Sarah has interviewed some of the world's most prolific thought leaders and experts in health and performance, and she's brought all of that passion for communicating this groundbreaking scientific ideas to the startup PVM company called Recharge. And Sarah, we're so excited and happy to have you with us today and excited to learn about the science behind red light therapy. So thanks for being here. Thank you, and thank you for that lovely introduction. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, we're so excited to jump into, um, you know, what is red light therapy and what are all the benefits for it? Um, you know, we've learned over the years uh, a lot of the benefits of red light therapy, and, uh, and it's really come a long way with the, with the backing, uh, with the scientific backings of the different, you know, uh, physiological changes that it can um, that it can induce. And I'm sure that we're gonna learn more today about other benefits that we didn't even know of yet. Um, but can we start with talking a little bit about the science behind red light therapy? Sure. Yeah, so the red light therapy is part of what um, photobiomodulation. So that's kind of like the scientific umbrella term for uh, anything that uses light to activate a physiological response in the body. And with red light therapy, we're using a specific band of light. Uh, and we use the term red to embrace both red light, which is in the visible range, and near infrared, which is um, above the visible range of light. So it's usually using um, devices, either in clinic or home devices, that are in the red and the near infrared range. Um, so that's kind of like a a brief description of what it is uh, it's kind of gaining ground now you know it was something that was a little bit on the fringe but you know I, I think as more research um, starts to happen it's becoming um, 
a frontier science, I think, really, because of the amount of things you can do with red light therapy. Sarah, explain, explain a little bit for, for someone who's listening and who's new to red light therapy and exactly how it works. You know, I go to an infrared sauna sometimes that has the red light, but also cycles in other colors of light, mm -hmm. like orange and green and blue. And talk a little bit about the difference. Are there different benefits from the different shades of light? And why is the red light so, so important? Yes. The, there are different uh, light you can split up into different um, wavelengths, as you know, and really, I think a lot of it comes down to the sunlight and sunlight contains the whole visible spectrum, you know, from from the very small to the very large and a small range of visible light with all the different colors. And really, we're utilizing just the small part of that, the red part, because that has specific healing effects. And we're actually the whole body is covered in receptors for light. You know, the eyes are the obvious place where people, you know, are used to getting light in, but, but the whole body is covered in receptors for light. And now people are finding that also deep inside the body, we have a lot of receptors for light. And red and near-infrared light is accepted by the body, mainly one in the mitochondria, which is... Um, we used to call it the powerhouse of the cell, but now we know it has a lot more functions and mitochondrial medicine is also becoming huge, but also by the blood, by the skin, uh, by stem cells, there are a lot of red and near infrared receptors there. So although you can have all different kinds of therapies with different colors of light, red light specifically uh, is used because it has a healing effect on the body. I mean, I, go ahead. I was going to say it's interesting that you're using infrared sauna because also the heat has has a healing effect from near infrared but or and far infrared but that's a different thing to what we're talking about here we're specifically talking about a photonic effect using that aspect of the light in this narrow band which is the red and near infrared you know as you're saying this I'm thinking about an analogy that I use so often with our clients is that our bodies in many ways are like plants and uh, and you know here you are talking about how the light feeds actually feeds our body and essentially is giving our body a type of nutrient if you kind of want to say it like that like it's an ingredient or something that the body needs ex you know that's 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 from our external environment much like vitamins and minerals that's so amazing to even like think about that right like our body needs light the way that plants need light, like we need sunlight, right? And and uh, you know certain uh, you know certain parts of the uh, of the uh, you know of the light from the sun, which would include red. You know we've got a lot of the different you know spectrums there, um, but you know we know that 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 certain spectrums of color are super beneficial. Can you tell us um, aside from the benefits for the mitochondria, which is so very important? What other benefits, like what other physiological changes can we see using red light therapy and infrared light therapy? Like what different kinds of um, injuries or things can we use it for? Yes, well, I think the main, the main, as the main healing aspect at the moment does come from the mitochondria, but that has a whole lot of knock-on physiological effects. Because once you power up the mitochondria, one of the first things you do is you provide more energy to the body. And of course, if you have 
uh, excess energy in the body, then you can use that for healing. And I think a lot of times, you know, that's one of the main benefits that people get is that addition of energy so that the body can start to heal. Because, you know, if people can't heal, then if people don't have the energy, then they can't heal. So one of the things is ATP, which is energy. The other thing is reactive oxygen species, which is also what happens when you have light enter the mitochondria, you have these re reactive oxygen species, and that's implicated in inflammation and gene transcription. So you have this effect, you have an epigenetic effect, and you also have an effect on inflammation in the body. Of course, you know, these are two massive components of chronic illness. Uh, and then you also have uh, collagen. Now, collagen is vastly important for um, growing capillaries. It's also the tensegrity network of the body. So it's kind of where your organs and things get strength from. So if you improve the integrity of the collagen network in your body, then this has a huge benefit too. And this is why people often use these red lights also for a cosmetic reason is because if you can improve the collagen in your skin, you know, you have that increased uh, look to your skin. But also if you think internally, you know, if you have that um, better structure of your capillaries, again, that's going to give your body a lot of strength for healing. So a lot of the effects from red light therapy are a knock-on effect from this uh, increased efficacy of the mitochondria, but also, I say, collagen, inflammation, increased microcirculation from uh, additional nitric oxide, because if you have an area that's got an issue, if you can get more blood flow there and take away the waste more efficiently, again, you're going to encourage that innate self-healing. Really, yeah. So the red light therapy can increase nitric oxide production in the body? Yes, that's one, of, that's one of the ways that it's working inside the mitochondria. You have this competition for nitric oxide and the nitric oxide is then pushed out of the cell and then you have nitric oxide uh, around the cell there. So, so that's where you have this um, opening up of blood vessels and allowing more blood flow. I think it's, uh, I think it's really interesting that there are some cosmetic uh, benefits to it. And uh, of course, you know, all of us who are into our health and on that journey towards optimizing, towards healing our bodies and optimizing, you know, we, I think I speak for most people that we find the, the, you know, the various types of red light therapy very interesting, right? Because it's not something that, you know, 10 years ago that many people even thought about. Okay. Um, but the other cool thing, I mean, it's like an added benefit. Um, it's like the cherry on top of the cake that you can get some cosmetic benefits too. Um, you know, so when you say that it increases your collagen production, that's going to help maintain and maybe even restore some of the elasticity in the skin. And that's something that happens as we age. We kind of lose that elasticity, right? And so our skin kind of get, can get a little bit saggy, can look a little bit crepey. You know, it doesn't look like, you know, as optimal as we want. And while, you know, taking... Um, you know, taking collagen, you know, as a, as a supplement source is great. It sounds like the red light therapy can really help with that. I've heard that it can also help with cellulite. And I just wanted to throw that out there because, you know, we have a lot of women as clients 
And, you know, we, all of us like the best bang for our buck. If we can do something that's going to heal us on the inside and help us look better on the outside, something that's not dangerous or toxic for us, like we're all in for that. Can you tell us a little bit about some of the benefits as far as like um, cellulite or skin tightening on areas that women experience, you know, big changes like in their face or in their legs and stuff like that? Yes, and I think that again comes back to collagen. You know, if you have cellulite, you have these like tangled up collagen patches, you know, characteristically at the top of the legs there, and then you have the fat kind of gets deposited where you have these like tangles of collagen. So if you can shine red light to those areas, you help plump out that collagen. You also help to hydrate it. And water is an excellent chromophore. You know, water also uh, absorbs light. So you have that effect of of charging the collagen networks. And uh -huh. so when you have a charged collagen network, then of course you attract more water there. So, so I think that's one of the reasons why you have this smoothing effect of, of the skin where you have cellulite because you're directly affecting the collagen and you're hydrating those uh, protein collagen fibers. Wow, that's, that's awesome. Yeah, and it's, it's, there's a lot of stuff actually about things like collagen and, and fat reduction too. I mean, there's spot fat reduction, you know, where you can maybe have it around the abdomen because you are actually, light, in near infrared light can penetrate surprisingly deep into the body. We're fairly transparent to near infrared light actually, you know, can go 10 centimeters deep. So if you have a device that kind of fits flush to those areas, you can actually get the light quite deep and so you can have quite profound effects on the body and like you say it's a it's a nice cosmetic effect but the, but the nicer thing is that you are actually you know providing your body the energy to heal as well so it's it's more than just that skin deep thing it's actually something healing that you can do to promote a better appearance Sarah, let me ask you, you know, a lot of, a, a lot of our clients and, and a lot of people in general right now are focusing on the chronic health issues that we mentioned a little bit earlier, inflammation, mm -hmm. um, you know, some of these things that lead to chronic disease. Everyone is so concerned about immunity right now yes. and immune health and boosting our immunity what we have going on in the world right now. How can red light therapy be used from an immune system perspective? What, what have you seen it do to help kind of boost immune system function? Yeah, there are some trials happening right now with red light and boosting immune function specifically for respiratory illnesses, of course, because of what we have going on. So yes, people are using it across the chest to help support with lung function. People are using it also because it encourages proliferation and migration of stem cells. So, you know, if, if you have severe damage, you know, that is a huge benefit. Combine that with the um, inflammation. You know, if you have a lot of inflammation, then red light can be hugely beneficial. Um, I've seen some suggestions where people are using it intranasally because you can get small light devices that you can actually use intranasally. And then you have increased blood flow to that area, which is again, hugely important when you have some of these respiratory illnesses where you need to have integrity of the membranes around your face and nose. So right now it's a hot topic. Of course, everybody's doing everything they can to find things that may either um, give, give you more strength, strengthened immunity so you can fight these things off or perhaps even afterwards help with the collateral damage of some of these viruses in repairing 
lungs and membranes and immunity and helping to keep that kind of really high uh, immune response uh, at bay. That's real. That's really good information to know. Um, you know, because you're right. Everybody is um, finally paying attention to their health and working on, you know, eliminating comorbidities, you know, not just for coronavirus, but the same comorbidities that can cause people to have really bad reaction to coronavirus are the same comorbidities that can cause, you know, those really bad reactions to the flu or anything else for that matter, right? I mean, it's not just isolated to this recent, you know, virus that we've had. Um, it applies to, you know, any type of health issue. And, and so that's really, really good to know that it can actually help you know, boost our immune function that way. Yes, I, and I think, like you say, it's this is highlighting, isn't it? This this pandemic that we're in is highlighting the need to have a strong immune system. And obviously, prevention is always better than cure in these cases. So anything that you can do to kind of keep your immune system strong is a good thing to do. And I think red light therapy is such a good thing to do in this instance because it's you know it's non-invasive non-toxic and you're just strengthening your 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 body but at the same time if you can build up those defenses so that you're able to fight off whatever it is infection you can keep your kind of it helps lower blood pressure because you have this increased blood flow so you know heart disease you know all of those things that we want to avoid it's just taking little steps that are very doable to, to give us, you know, a better chance and, and a more healthy body so that we can deal with whatever comes. And speaking of our immune system, I know that Anne has a question she wants to ask next, but since we're on the topic of immunity right now, um, how can it help benefit the lymphatic system? Does it have any physiological effect on the lymphatic system in terms of helping a congested lymphatic system to drain, you know, um, helping maybe heal any damage that maybe had been done to the lymphatic system from maybe previous surgery where some of the, you know, lymph nodes or whatever got damaged? Do you, do you have any information you can share on that? I don't have any specific research in my mind, but I, what I will say is because it's it has systemic effects you know you can shine the light somewhere and it's going to increase the efficacy of like the whole body system but also if you're increasing blood flow that's going to benefit the lymph system you know and also it, because light is a chromophore you know if you are able to charge not light, water is a chromophore so if you're able to charge the water in your body of course lymph is mainly water you know you you are able to help with blood flow you're able to help with detoxifying um, and of course the, the lymphatic system like all the other systems in the body is mainly collagen you know it's made from collagen and proteins and if you have things like scarring if you said damage scarring is one of the things that's very well documented and in fact wound healing is one of the things that the fda recognize red light therapy for you know that's one of their um one of the things that they've already passed it for and it's already approved by the FDA for wound healing for that reason. So if there is anywhere in the body where there is an actual wound, definitely the red light will help heal that. So I would say, you know, there's a systemic effect and a local effect there. 
Yeah, and, and that's what I was thinking too, along those same lines, because it does help with tissue regeneration and tissue healing. <clears throat> and just like um, and just like blood vessels, you know, we hear of the term called angiogenesis, which means that, you know, your body can create more blood vessels. Mm -hmm. For example, if one area gets blocked uh, for some reason or an area gets damaged uh, and the body knows that it needs blood flow, it will create you know, in the process of what we call angiogenesis or the new production, you know, the production of new, new blood vessels, um, you know, there is uh, something called lymphogenesis as well. And the body can produce, you know, new, new lymph circulation in an area that has been damaged. And so I think that that's a really, you know, um, you know, important aspect when we're talking about, you know, um, what types of therapies that we can do to help heal our body and to help strengthen our immune system, you know, looking at the, at the lymph system and how we can help that to work better. Um, you know, it, it seems to me very plausible that as it's helping to regenerate tissues and heal tissues, that it's also affecting the lymph system as well. That's right. And just helping generally with your ability to move. You know, if, you have, if you're using red light and you're getting these, you know, energy effects and also pain reduction, reduced inflammation, all of these things kind of set you on a healing journey, don't they? That enables you to move more. Again, that has a knock-on effect of your lymphatic system because you're kind of able to move stuff around your body. So I think it's difficult to separate out these systems in biology, actually. You know, we, we kind of try to put things in... Um, compartments but the body is this holistic network that's do you know it's everything is working in harmony and the more balance that you can get there by using some of these techniques the more you strengthen the whole system bit by bit so everything is connected and has a knock-on effect you know? Sarah, I know I know you do a lot of um, talking and presenting on not just red light therapy but on the on biohacking and you know some of our listeners may not be familiar with what biohacking is talk a little bit about that and how you can use red light therapy as a form of, of biohacking yes yeah, it's, it's a bit of a scary word isn't it biohacking it sounds <laughs> uh it, it's kind of it's i think mainly it was from silicon valley you know that's where this kind of concept started and they're kind of all into their computers and hacking so it's got that terminology but it basically just means modifying your environment to affect your physiology. So you're hacking some aspect of your biology. So biohacking can be anything from um, just grounding, you know, just putting your feet on the ground to some, some of the more um, techie interventions, you know, maybe utilizing very specific clocks that wake you up at certain times of day and then fade out to different lights. Or, you know, some people even use nootropics like different different kinds of brain stimulants. So biohacking covers a lot of um, different interventions that are aimed at not only making you well, but optimizing performance. So a lot of people who attend these biohacking events, they're there really to get to the peak of what they can do with their own bodies. And it's really using your own body as a, a testing ground and not really making any comparisons but, but going from where you are to an improved state of health. So yes, I got into this when I, I went and lived in Silicon Valley for a little while, of course, and so I got involved in all of this. Sometimes, you know, a little bit crazy, the, the modifications that they're doing, uh, but very, very interesting. And on the whole, they're based on nature. On the whole, even though there's a lot of tech involved, it's really about getting back to a more natural 
state. So for example, with the light, uh, we are mammals that have evolved underneath the sun. You know, it's only very recently that we have been in these indoor environments. So uh, the way that you can hack that is by using, you know, red light, which is simulating the sun. You can look look outside in the morning. You can limit blue screens. You can um, change the way that your computer is set up so that you're not getting so many non-native um, electromagnetic fields into your environment. So that's the biohacking piece. And like I say, red light and light in general is a big piece of the biohacking movement because it's all about how do you optimize your environment and of course light is one of the most important if not the most important aspects of the environment of this of us as a diurnal mammal you know we need to be in sun and we need to kind of respect its rhythm so biohacking is really about changing your environment to suit the lifestyle so we you know we could all go out and live back how we, our ancestors live but that, that's a very extreme option for most people so in order to live an indoor life we can hack our light environment by getting up with sunrise utilizing red light to help improve the strength of our bodies not looking at too much blue technology after the sun goes down maybe even wearing orange glasses if, if you know if people have a a sensitivity to sleep or if they're unable to stay away from artificial lights and then kind of going to bed early and getting up the sunrise i think that's kind of one of the main biohacker ways to take care of your light environment for example absolutely you know we do recommend uh, blue light blockers for mm -hmm. our clients um because we know scientifically what uh blue light you know the physiological effects that blue light has as opposed yes. to red light for example and you know blue light affects um our sleeping patterns in a really big way it, it literally can shut down melatonin production in the body which can then cause a cascade of you know of a lot of other hormone imbalances as well can you tell us how red light therapy can help with circadian rhythms or sleep patterns Yes, well, if you think about how, you know, how we have evolved underneath the sun that we have, you know, the sun has specific colors at different times of the day, and that activates a lot of these processes in our bodies. So in the morning, we have uh, blue and red light, and mainly red, mainly red at sunrise, but then it, we start to get the, the blue and the, and the UV as it gets higher in the sky. That sets off a whole cascade of reactions that starts our hormone system and as you say we have a production of melatonin but actually you start to make these things first thing at sunrise so sunrise is the trigger actually for the body to start producing hormones that you need to digest your food to exercise and also to sleep at the end of the day we have blue light in the middle of the day and so then that triggers the body to start foraging for food or in our case you know get hungry and go to the fridge but that's that's the kind of signal that the brain is getting and then as the evening progresses we have back to red light which again signals sleep so our body is very tuned to this red light in the morning red light in the evening and and that sets our circadian biology if we don't do that then there are lots of things that the body kind of becomes out of sync with. And, and it can cause a lot of problems. Like you say, production of melatonin is one of those things. If you don't start the production of the hormones in the day and then activate the release at night by giving the body darkness, 
there's a lot of things that can happen if we don't get good sleep or if our hormones are out of whack. So you can utilize red light to help stabilize those circadian rhythms by using red light in the afternoon and using it like as you wind down for the evening so that your body is exposed to that red light which will help you release the correct hormones that you need for the evening and the night's activities because sleep is also an active process and so you know you need to prepare your body for sleep in a way that you have enough energy to sleep and have sound sleep so utilizing like red light in the afternoon and the evening and then trying as much as possible to eliminate blue light in the evening and then totally eliminate light at night will be one of the things that you can do to set your circadian biology for optimum health and again i think this is something that's becoming hugely important i mean a nobel prize was given for this only a few years ago for looking at clock genes and the, the importance of circadian biology because it is such a fundamental thing for human health or for mammal health is that you have these patterns in your day. Mm. And because I, you know, because we are leading a different life, we're not outside all the time. There are ways that you can help your body in that way. And red light is part of that. Yes, you're right. Blue blockers may be part of that. Putting filters on your screens, taking the phones out of bedrooms at night. This is all part of a routine that can be very beneficial health wise. So Sarah, someone may be listening and saying, okay, I want to try this. How do I, how do I get started in red light therapy? And having said everything you just said about circadian rhythms, do, does it matter what time of day a person uses red light therapy? Is that important? And how does one get started? How often should you do it? Um, and and how, how do you go about doing it? I know you have a device that people can actually do this in their own home, right? Yes, there are a number of home use devices now and they vary greatly depend and I think it kind of depends what you're trying to do. There are panels that you can put on your wall. Um, there are little hand lasers. Um, yeah, I've got a device here that I'll show you, which is a, um, like a portable handheld device. And you can use them more or less at any time during the day. If you have one that's got a very bright light, you probably don't want to use it after the sun has gone down for the reasons that we spoke about. You, you want to not trigger your brain to start thinking it's daytime when you're getting ready for bed. But with red light, you can use them like I would say, I always suggest using it in the afternoon towards evening, but you can use them in the morning because your body is used to seeing the red light in the morning too. But, but, like so it depends on what you're trying to the panels you kind of you have to stand up against them and usually they're full body so that's like a shower of light is good for for general health the, this device i have is a very targeted device you it presses up against the skin which is quite important when you're trying to get a high dose of light because light will scatter with air and it was also the intensity of the light drops off the further you stand away from it so having a device that actually goes flush against the skin will ensure a good dose of light. And I think that's very important if specifically if you have a, something you're trying to address, like a pain in the knee or, or some part of the body where you want to get the light and you want to make sure it goes into the body. You want something that will fit flush on the body. Can you show it to us? Can you put it up in front of the camera so we can see it? So this particular one, this is, this is called the FlexBeam from Recharge. I'll just put it on for you. So you can see it actually has red and near infrared. 
Um, near infrared is invisible to the eye, so I'm just showing you the red for now. It's very bright. You can see that. And the good thing about this device is, like I say, because you have these three modules, you're getting a convergent beam. So, for example, if you have a shoulder, you have the convergent beam of those three modules. And so you, you know you're getting a good dose of light into a joint. So I think that's one of the benefits of having a device like this is that you can flex it to the body. I use this device mainly across the abdomen. And one of the things that I... I'm always trying to do with my biohacks is keep a good brain. Uh, so I use it across the abdomen. There's a lot of evidence to show that you can help stimulate uh, the microbiome. You can stimulate the vagus nerve. A lot of hormones are made in the gut, so I want to kind of make sure I target that. So this is quite nice in that it's curved and it will kind of fit around me. And because it's flushed to the body, I know I'm getting a good dose. Because you imagine light travels in a straight line, so you want to make sure you get the right angle for the light, which is something that's difficult to do with a panel, for instance. That makes total sense. And I'm guessing that there's a strap so that you can attach it to certain parts of your body, right? I've got all different, yes, there's all kinds of straps. I mean, the good thing about this is that you can strap it while you're doing other things. So for a so for example, you know, I, while I'm cooking, I sometimes have it strapped on because it's sometimes difficult to find time in the day to do a lot of the different things that we can do. You know, there's a lot of different health hacks out there. Yeah. So the more, that, the more convenient it is, the, the more compliance, I think. You know, the more you're going to use it if it's something that you can just strap on and go about your day. And it's the same with if you had a knee or a shoulder or something. You can put it on, but you because it has a battery you, you know you can see i'm not there's no wires or anything you're not constrained to being in one room and the other benefit about it having a battery is there is something called flicker that you can get from the main supply which is the oscillation actually from the electricity supply which um, some people call dirty electricity because it's an oscillation that might not be what the body wants at that time so it's a good time when you're choosing a red light device to have one that's not connected to the mains or if it is that it's shielded so that you're not getting some, any non-native electromagnetic fields into the body. Is this a rechargeable battery or what, yeah. what type of battery system does it use? Yeah, it's, it's, a, just a, it's a lithium rechargeable battery. So this unit here is the user interface and the battery pack. Uh -huh. So you can you can charge it and then it lasts for like it lasts for about fifteen sessions and I usually do two sessions a day. Ten, it, it's really quite short because these things are quite powerful now. You know, LED technology has come such a long way since they started to make these devices that you can get a therapeutic dose in ten minutes of these devices. So it's very easy, you know, to do something that's so good for you. You know, you can just do it in ten minutes. And that's exactly what I was going to do is just follow up on Anne's question earlier about the, uh, about the time frame. So if, if you're doing anything like therapeutic, like not just for general health, but like therapeutic, would you say that 10 minutes to a body area is sufficient with this particular device? Because I know all the devices put out a different strength of light, right? They do. And normally if you look at the research papers, they're, they're telling you, if they've looked at specific conditions, they quote it in joules per centimeter squared, which is the energy output per centimeter that you're exposing the light to. 
So you want to use a device that has a fairly high dose, so fairly high joules per centimeter squared. So something like 30 joules per centimeter squared or above is what you want to look for. This particular device um, has an upper limit of um, around 60 joules per centimeter squared. Okay. And can you, can you change the uh, strength of that or is that just a set, a set frequency for that light, the 60 joules? Uh, well, this one has um, three preset programs. Um, so it has a red, mainly red, and then it has a mix of red and near infrared, and then it has a mainly near infrared. And so it's higher on the near infrared that puts out a higher dose. So it goes from, I, th I believe this one goes from around 30 to 60 with 30 on the, on the, on the low setting. But, but they do have different functions because red light is used more for skin issues because red light doesn't penetrate the body so deeply as near infrared. So again, you want a fairly high dose, but also it depends on what you're trying to do, which setting you would use. If you have scarring or some kind of wound, you would want to use the red because the red is more powerful, but on the surface, whereas the near infrared goes deeper. You know, I find it, I find it really fascinating when you were talking about this red light being used for microbiome health. And yes, you know, a lot of the clients that we deal with have gut issues or they're trying to greatly improve their gut health or you know improve their microbiome and that tied into the brain health as well a lot of our clients also have you know mental health issues and brain health issues how long does someone have to use this device before they start seeing some of these benefits that you talk about yeah that's a tricky question because i think it depends yeah. where somebody is on their healing journey and why they've got to that particular place because you know you can have a row of people with the same symptoms, but they, it, they're all coming from different places. Mm -hmm. So I, I think generally people who I've spoken to and who we've seen in our clinic would tend to see an effect after three weeks. It's not an instantaneous effect. You do need to use this therapy. It's a cumulative effect, but I would say anything from three to six weeks. And then what about someone with an injury, someone who's using it, like you said, for a shoulder injury mm -hmm. or a knee injury? Um, does it greatly improve the time, you know, to seeing, to seeing things heal? Um, what have you seen in your, in your research and your experience there? Well, uh, the, the company is based in Thailand and actually we have a skateboard ramp uh, in our office and so we have quite a few injuries <laughs> there skateboarding injuries and things like that like just a, acute pain people can sometimes feel it straight away you know straight away the pain is gone when the device goes on but for for wounds I have seen them heal very quickly we had a case of some some chap who came in who'd come off his motorbike and had scratched up all of his hands and his leg and and we did see very quick wound healing quicker than you would normally see and like I say I think you know, the, the fact that the FDA have kind of said, yes, we're definitely going to approve for that thing. It's, there's enough data there to show, yes, wound healing is very quick with this kind of um, technique. But yes, for things like very simple acute injuries, yeah, people can see fairly quick results on r removing pain. And maybe that's because the it's helping the microcirculation there. So that's having that effect. And, you know, I can speak, um, I can speak to the healing aspect of red light. 
uh, it was around back in 2009, I believe, uh, where um, a company called Arconia um, mm -hmm. started, you know, they came out with some uh, red light laser therapies and, uh, and we did a clinical study in our, uh, in our sports medicine practice and we saw some remarkable results. And, you know, we were comparing the results of post-surgical, uh, you know, uh, surgeries uh, using red light versus not using red light. And so we already had a lot of data on, you know, how long it takes to heal, like, you know, post-surgical triad tear in the knee or a, or a post-surgical, you know, tear or combination of tears in the rotator cuff. And, and even with the um, um, Achilles tendon, you know, we kind of have a standard of, of, uh, of how, you know, we know about how long it takes to get them fully back up and functioning. And since we did sports medicine and we were working with athletes, um, we, you know, we were always on a tight schedule. You know, they would come in to see us. We would identify that there was something that needed surgery. We would confirm that with uh, both MRI and x-ray, and we would put a report together and send it to the orthopedic surgeons who we would work with. And then post-surgical, they would come back to us um, because we had a really good track record of getting them better faster using a combination of modalities, you know, where, where, you know, the, the PTs, not all of the PTs in town were using the combination of modalities that we were using. And so we kind of had an idea. So like, for example, um, after a partial Achilles tear, it was about 12 to 14 weeks mm -hmm. before that individual, you know, with a lot of work, with a lot of work before that individual was, you know, able to walk, you know, just like, just to be able to kind of walk almost normal. They had to kind of take it easy, but they were able to walk and go back on, you know, go back to work or go whatever they were doing where they might have to have to walk a little bit during the day. But when we added the red light laser therapy, we healed, and I'm, I mean, this is so amazing. We healed um, a full Achilles tear that had to be repaired, a full thickness tear. We repaired it inside of 12 weeks, and it was, a, it was an officer who we were working on, a, a, a sheriff, and he was on motorcycle duty. Well, of course, he had to, he couldn't, you know, be on duty and ride his motorcycle after this injury um, and during the healing process. But he repaired in about half the time of what the doctors had expected him to. And they asked us, well, what did you do? And we said, well, we used all the modalities that we normally use, you know, which would have gotten, you know, better recovery rates anyway. But once we added the red light to it, even we were surprised at how fast that he healed and he was able to go back on his, you know, motorcycle duty very, very quickly. So, you know, there's a lot to be said for using red light therapy to help heal injuries. It's, it's absolutely amazing. It really speeds up the cellular, the, uh, the cellular processes. And so the mm -hmm. cell just like, it's like it goes into fast gear healing, you know, like instead of being in second gear, it'll ramp up to fifth gear and it'll heal a lot faster. And, and, and that has a lot to do with the, with the increased mitochondrial function from the uh, red light therapy. It's really, really neat. It is, it is really neat. And it's something, you know, like it's non-invasive, non-toxic. And also while you're giving that therapy, you're supporting the body. You know, if you were to give some kind of, you know, uh, ibuprofen or some kind of um, non-steroidal non drugs, 
yes, you might get that short-term relief, but then you're kind of building a toxic load for later. So that's why I think this is so cool, is that you can have an intervention that not only helps there and then, but will actually strengthen the body, you know, afterwards, which... Yeah, exactly. And, you know, one more thing to add to that is that, you know, when you have any sort of a... Um, biomechanical tear or a tear to the biomechanical soft tissues rather. So like, you know, you're talking ligaments, um, muscle, things like that. Um, when you simply do rest and Motrin, you, you know, that actually is setting the individual up for a lot of scar tissue when they heal. Um, and, and that scar tissue is very inflexible and it can lead, lead the person into further injuries later on down the road. If they try to get that same level of activity back, they're going to keep tearing in that same spot because now it's like duct tape there. It's not malleable <laughs> like it once was, but when you use the red light therapy, it actually helps the tissues to heal in a way where they can still maintain that elasticity rather than like, you know, like a, like a spider web where it, where it just doesn't move. And so, you know, for those of you listening, you know, for soft tissue injuries, red light therapy is absolutely amazing. I mean, we had a lot of experience, like I said, you know, using it back when we used to work with a lot of athletes, super, super neat. Yes. Yeah, definitely. And we're, we're using it too now with athletes who are looking at, you know, exactly that recovery, but also endurance. So you can kind of use it before and after to strengthen the body all the way through a kind of training program. You know, Sarah, I know you put a lot of uh, research, a lot of time, a lot of your expertise into this startup company. How do people go about getting one of these devices for themselves? Yes, yeah, so we, we have launched last week. Um, and so the website is theflexbeam.com. Um, and that's open now and we're, and there's an online shop for the flex beam there. And the company's called recharge. It's a very cool company that the, uh, the headquarters is in Northern Thailand and all the founders who were there, they walk the walk, you know, they very much put their health first and put the health of the staff, you know, is up there. So it's very nice to kind of be presenting this and, to have this device and also one of the things that they wanted to do is try and keep this device affordable because these things can get a little expensive so these devices now are um under 500 bucks which i think is cool um considering you know what you can pay for some of these de devices of this kind of power output absolutely and what i like is um you obviously have a background and the expertise in this. And so you've, you've brought this definitely to the company. And, and I know earlier we were talking about, you know, you talked about the panels a little bit. That's different. You know, someone, not, not too different, but someone can go to like a spa or a wellness center, you know, in their city and go use the panels. But yeah. the device is a, a, also an option because you can use that in the comfort of your home. Talk a little bit about the two. Are the two the same when it comes to the type of red light or what's the difference between the panels and using the, the handheld device? The, the light output is the same and, and th these ones, this, the FlexBeam, it uses red light at uh, 635 nanometers and then 810 to 840 nanometers in the near infrared and most panels actually have a similar um, wavelength uh, so from that point of view they're very similar I think the difference is 
the further that you get away from the light source, the more that the intensity of the light is going to drop off. So it's quite difficult to get close enough to the panels to get like a very high dose. But, but the panels are good for kind of like, for having like a, a shower of light, yeah. you know, because they, they cover the whole surface of the body, whereas these devices are more targeted. But then there is a systemic effect of having the light because the blood will carry that information around the body. And now even they found free floating mitochondria in the blood, you know, even the mitochondria can be taken to different areas. Uh, so I think it's really just preference, you know, how you've set up your day, you know, how much space you have in the house, how you want to fit in these um, health modalities. If you have an injury, I think these are better because obviously you can strap it to exactly where you need it. But if it's for health purposes, yeah, the, the panels are cool. Um, I have all kinds of things, panels and pads and saunas and all different things for different things that I'm trying to do. But I think really this kind of device is the most versatile because then you can, you, you can lend it to your friend who's trying to do something else. You can use it with other people in the household. You know, I sometimes my mum has migraines, so sometimes, you know, I give past this device to her. So I think really it just depends on what you're trying to do. But for the for versatility, having one of these portable ones is um, probably the way to go. Yeah, really. But yes, I think they're the same output. They're similar outputs to answer your question. They're very similar in the way that they give the light to the body. It's just they're not so targeted, the panels. And, you know, I did, um, I myself did a, a series of, I think it was 12 sessions at one mm -hmm. of my local wellness centers mm -hmm. with the panels. And I was really interested in seeing, you know, what kind of benefits I would not only feel, but see. Mm -hmm. I had thyroid issues in the past. And so I was really curious to see how it would affect, you know, hormone production and thyroid health. And, um, you know, I know there's a lot of research still being done on, on the benefits yeah. of red light therapy to thyroid health. There but I, but the one thing I did notice was a, a very big difference in my skin. Just the way it looked, I had a glow to my skin, the, the way my skin felt, it, it felt younger and firmer. And so, you know, if, if nothing else, just using it for the benefits of your skin is really a fantastic reason to use it. I was blown away that I saw a difference in just mm. 12 sessions. And I did those sessions over a period of like three weeks or four weeks. And so it's really easy to do. And, and I found it very fascinating. So for people who are listening and you've never tried it before, it's an interesting thing just to try to see what kind of benefits yes. you feel afterwards. Yes. And I think we are our own experiment, aren't we? You know, if you want to see how something works, give it a try. Like you say, you can go to a gym and you can try these things and see how it works, you know, kind of have that awareness about your body, maybe keep a diary or if there's some kind of pain, you know, it's something that, that people can do. And yes, why not? Why not give it a try? And there's definitely um, no reported side effects so far in all of the many, many research papers that are out there. So, you know, it's something that you can do. It's something that's akin to being in sunlight, you know, really. So I think that's why the body likes red light. The body responds to red light. You know, in actual fact, in veterinary medicine, red light is used a lot because animals also seem to respond and really love being around red light. Yeah. So I think it's something that we're drawn to, you know. So... Before we um, open it up for a couple of questions, which if anyone listening, if you have any questions, pop them into the chat box right now. 
We've got some time for a couple of questions if you've got some questions on red light therapy. But I wanted to see, Sarah, if you could go into the, um, into the chat box also and just type your website in there. Oh, sure. So that if anyone's interested, and, and guys, for, for those of you listening, we highly recommend this. This is a great biohacking tool. Um, you know, there are so many benefits to it. And, um, and I'm excited about this device because of its price point, number one. It's portable. Some of these big wall units, you know, I've looked at those too and considered, you know, oh, how, you know, how great they are because you can get like a tall wall unit that literally you can stand in front of it and it covers your whole body. But the, you know, the, the negative, the downside is one, the price. A lot of these can range, you know, up upwards of, you know, over a thousand dollars, you know, 1700, 2000, and they're big and bulky and you've got to, find a space in your house to hang it up. And it's not gonna be very portable. So if you, you know, if you're going somewhere, you can't really like take it with you. Or if you tend to be more nomadic and you move around more, you know, like that's not gonna yeah. be really good. You don't wanna move something like that around all the time because you know, you, you, you could damage it. Um, and, but yet your little device, like you literally could just stick it in your suitcase and you can put it on different areas of your body. And, and am I correct in saying that like, even if you're focusing on one particular area for a therapeutic effect, the whole body is still going to get the benefit from it, even if it's not literally like covering the whole body. Correct. That's correct. Yes. Yeah. Because you're stimulating the, the mitochondria. And like I say, mitochondria are free floating. You have it in the blood. You're also stimulating the blood. There are a lot of chromophores in the blood too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and you know, that pretty much is going to get around your whole body. There's a lot of other systemic effects, you know, like the fascia is somewhere that, you know, if you put information into the fascia in one part of your body, we already know that you can then feel an effect in a different part of the body because of the way the body is so connected. So yes, there are a lot of systemic effects. Yeah, that's so awesome. I want to thank you for coming on today and educating our tribe about red light therapy and even introducing an affordable, you know, device for, for people. Um, you know, it is an investment um, in our health and we all mm -hmm. end up spending money on many different things that maybe we didn't grow up spend, you know, yes. the budget for, you know, uh, and, uh, and, and I can, you know, I know that, you know, I can speak for myself and hopefully for a lot of our listeners is that, you know, if we can find a really, you know, good device that has, you know, a, a better price point, like, like that's just great. And I absolutely love what you shared with us today. I love this device. Um, I, you know, I'm, I'm actually interested in, in getting one for myself. Um, you know, one of the reasons that I have, so I had a small like laser for, mm -hmm. you know, healing certain areas and I've been looking for other devices, but I, I never pulled the trigger on the big device because I'm, I'm, a little bit nomadic. I tend to move around a lot yes. <laughs> and I'm not going to move around a four foot panel of light. Right. I mean, that's just absolutely ridiculous. And to have something small that we can take with us, you know, like that's, that's like perfect. That's perfect. I'm excited to actually try that myself. Um, yes. Does anybody have any questions before we finish today? Any of you guys listening in? Awesome. Well, um, thank you again, Sarah, for being with us today. And you are welcome back at any time. 
And if you, if you, you know, if you get some new studies or some, or you got something special going on with your lights or, you know, you just want to just jump on and share anything new that, that you've, you know, learned, uh, you know, with, you know, with your development of your products and stuff like that, like that's super awesome. We'd love to have you back anytime. And, um, and thank you for all of you who, who join us consistently, or even if you're new, we're so happy that you joined us today. We love teaching you everything we can about healing, health, and optimization. And today we certainly covered all three aspects of that. And um, we have our next Tribe Talk coming up. I'm not sure when. Anne, do you next know when week. that is? Yeah, next week uh, on Wednesday, we're going to be talking about yoga breath therapy. A little different than just regular yoga, but it encompasses breathing therapy and how you can use that um, for healing purposes. So you definitely want to tune in next week. It's going to be a great conversation. Yes. And let me just dial in just a little bit on this breath therapy thing. It's very different from regular yoga. And right now more than ever, for you to get to understand how important your breath is, not just for not just to for life, right? I mean, it's obvious it is important for life, but breath, your breath literally can change your physiology. The way that you breathe or don't breathe, your breathing patterns can make a difference in whether you can heal or whether you can't, whether you can pull yourself out of a state of a panic attack or anxiety or whether you can't. And your breath also has a big, uh, big influence on your vagus nerve. And when you are stressed out, and who hasn't been in 2020? It's been a wild ride so far. Many of us have inactivated our vagus nerve. We've shut it off. And when that happens, you stay in a state of fight or flight. And when that happens, you end up having these symptoms of, you know, mind racing and anxiety and depression and you can, and you're not sleeping well. And, 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 and if you can learn how to harness the power of your breath, you can pull yourself out of that fight or flight and anxious state. And let's remember too, that our frontal lobe, which is responsible for reasoning, it doesn't work when you're in fight or flight. And many of us have been in fight or flight since January of this year. So please join us for this next session, uh, our, our, this next Tribe Talk, uh, where we talk about yoga breath therapy so that you can understand how to harness the tool of breath to take your body out of fight or flight and actually be able to think rationally. This is going to be a very, very important tribe talk. So we're so excited to have you at our next one and invite your friends and um, we will see you next week. Talk to you soon. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.